All right, welcome everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talk to Tatiana. And today we have Joanna Lewis. Welcome, Joanna. Hi, Tatiana. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Awesome. So, Joanna, why don't we get started and tell tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of yeah, let's let's start with that. Okay. Well, um, so I'm Joanna Lewis and um, what I do is I am a life coach. I am a master certified life coach and I um, help women who are basically done with the infertility medicine side. Um, They may still get pregnant naturally. They may um, just be taking time off, but they're adjusting to life where they may not Uh, have it the way they thought they would. For instance, they may adopt, they may be a childless couple. And so I help these women with that kind of emotions, the kind of emotions that are going on um, behind the scenes that they may not be willing to talk about publicly. That's uh, that's a really good mission. I like it. Um, I think there's a huge need for that, for sure. Absolutely. I didn't have it. I understand. And so tell tell me a little bit about kind of your journey in life, work, career, or anything in between that led you to want to become a life coach and becoming a life coach. Ooh, okay. That's a very long <laughs> story. Let me see. Okay. So I've always wanted to help others. Um, I was the oldest sister. I helped my mom with my siblings. Um, I was the teacher's helper. I enjoy helping others. And so what happened is um, I go to school. I plan to be a counselor. I even get my master's degree in counseling. And then I, um, I basically at the end of that, I thought, well, it's a little sad, sadder than I expected. Counseling has a lot to do with the trauma of things that have gone on in our life, abuse, um, uh, dysfunctional relationships and things like that. And so I moved away from that. And then um, I started watching this TV show called Iyama Fix My Life. And she called herself a life coach. And that's where she was definitely helping people. But that's kind of where I started thinking about what is a what is a life coach? I didn't think I could do what she did. She was in the thick of it. But at the same time, she was helping them and she was just there for an episode. So then I saw an advertisement about life coaching and um and I knew that life coaching was about moving forward, um, setting goals, reaching those goals. And I like that. That appealed to me much more so than therapy. And so that's how I proceeded to do the life coaching. And then I niched down because I was thinking of what was I passionate about? What was something that... um, called to me. And I'm an adoptive mom of three boys. I'm a homeschool mom. And so those were things that I enjoy and enjoy talking about. But I thought of what led me 
to adoption? What led me to um, even homeschooling? And it was absolutely part of uh, my husband and myself, our infertility journey. And I remembered there's lots of homeschool help. There's lots of um, adoption help. And but there wasn't for me, especially as a black woman, there was not a lot of um, infertility help. And even in my family, no one else was going through that. Um, even in my community, at my church, no one else was going through it. And I really, really spent a lot of time in uh, darkness, sadness, depression. And as a result, I felt like that's what I was called to do. And then it gave me a purpose in my infertility walk. That's that's a that's a cool journey. Thank you for sharing it. Absolutely. And and so as you are kind of uh, growing your life coaching business, um, what um, what have you struggled with or were surprised with you would have that you would have to handle or do or care for or about or like talk to talk to me a little bit about kind of what I can be of, of help to you now? Um, I think the, what I, what I expected, what was a difficult thing for me was that I did not, I did not realize how much marketing goes into life coach, um, life coaching. Like I said, the previous lady that I watched on TV, her marketing was through Oprah Winfrey. So she got a lot of um, her talent, excuse me, her talent definitely showed through, but I, I didn't realize that I have to do Facebook ads or I have to do Instagram posting. I just ordered some business cards, set up a website, and I was I thought I was good to go and I didn't realize how much more goes into it than that. And so um when I met you and you had your boutique and I thought, well, you know, she's really doing it. She's wrote her book and and she has the podcast and so I am definitely learning from you how to market myself. Okay, cool. So, uh, I mean, what I'm doing is, is, is a learning process also. Um, I just realized today, and it's different for every business that I own, but what I realized today was that for my target audience for the boutique tax firm, I actually should not be advertising. So it's really different for the, for the audience that you're trying to uh, capture. And I think that it's important to, to just realize that first and foremost. I mean, I'm an accountant, so... <laughs> Not a marketing guru at all, but um, I learned from the from some of the best um, people, and one of them was Mike Michalowicz. Mike uh, Michalowicz is a very established author, and I've been to one of his author events where he's very much supportive of authorship and authors, and um, the strategies he shared when he was growing as an author, when he launched his first book and second book and whatever, were just unbelievable like stuff that like is extraordinary that's not something that you know that i would have have come up with i wouldn't have the balls to do that and so and so it's really interesting but then you know he also brainwashed me i don't know about others in the in the event at the event brainwashed me into um kind of 
saying this mantra to myself that I'm an author. Mm. And that really pushed me to, to promote the book and to talk and to appear and to be visible and that kind of stuff. And so I think that's, it's also, it's also important um, to, to pay attention to the teachers that you come across and teachers can come in a variety of forms. And for me, certainly, you know, instructors in college were, were some of those people, but also just random people like Mike that I came across randomly, absolutely um, coincidentally and, and learned from him. So I think that it's also important to remember that, but in terms of starting um, or growing your business, when it comes to anything, money, numbers, and taxes, are there any things that, any questions that you have or anything that you would like to get guidance on or struggling with? Well, I think it's interesting that you mentioned growing the business. How do you do that? Um, because you said you don't advertise as a boutique. So it sounds like then your advertisement comes through more word of mouth or through your book venture. So I became very clear into the in terms of the, what the audience is like and where they are. And what I realized is they're not on social media. They're not on, on any of those things. And so I think that my next strategy is actually going to be, and it's been my strategy all along. It's just never been the marketing strategy. It was more of a, of a um, keeping the business the, uh, the same or, or developing, but building lifelong relationships. That's something concept that, uh, you know, sounds like a bumper sticker, but honestly, um, a coach introduced me, a business coach introduced me to this concept that when I, when my potential clients and clients, when we cross paths and we go forward together, it's my job to build a lifelong relationship with that client. And so, because when you build lifelong relationships, you don't only get business then and there, but you also uh, build a business for the future because these people who have a, a relationship with you will refer other people to build relationships with you, to, to have your help and support and so on and so forth. So it really, the business becomes um, really selling itself um, at some point. But also what I found was um, that some, many, many people who start businesses, regardless of what type of business it is, there are either, and it could be either or, or both together, not, don't treat it as a business. Uh, which means that they don't plan on how to make this business a business. For example, uh, when I started this business, the tax business, I just had a skill. I was really good at it and I was getting paid for it. Oh. That's it. I never really treated the business as a business where I never thought I'd ever hire someone. I never thought I'd ever delegate. So that's where I was kind of jeopardizing my own success uh, because I had those mindset. My husband kind of brainwashed me and he said, you know, when you hire somebody else, you, um, their problems become your problems. So, you know, keeping that in mind, I lived for six years doing everything myself. And so that's not a great strategy to grow your business. Okay. There's always some, some seems like there's some kind of, oh, 
it seems like there's a middle line with you did for six years, you did it all yourself. Whereas I immediately out of the gate started hiring, but I've now found that I made a few mistakes that way. I hired someone to do my website. Well, I didn't actually even need a website. I could have done uh, just lead pages and things like that. And so um, where do you think the fine line is in between that middle ground? You know, it's interesting that um, some people always say, well, you have to hire coaches always say you have to hire before you're ready. The problem mm -hmm. is that you don't know when is that moment the before you're ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I found to be an issue. So this year I hired a, a very senior person, um, basically a partner, someone who's who I can rely on. Um, and when I was hiring him, when we were talking about it, I was like, I need, if I, if I only had a few more months of bringing more clients in and more revenue and cover, to cover, cover his salary, he's expensive. And then when I did hire him, I took a leap of faith. He wanted to leave. And I was like, this is my opportunity to hire someone great. And so when I did hire him and we made a deal, within the first week of him working, I was like, oh my God, thank God he's here. <laughs> So I guess that qualifies as a as a before you're ready uh, moment, but but you never know that. That's the problem, and so it's like how do you even know? So I think that the fine line is my approach is I need to know how this works myself first, and then I can um, have somebody else do it. Um, if let's say that's not my signature service or whatever it is, so there are certain things that others can handle, but there are certain things like business coaching clients is my, my thing. It's my skill. It's not something that you learn in five minutes. And so mm -hmm. kind of understanding that. And also I think the exercise that helped me back when I went through business coaching was, um, the coaches, I had a several coaching engagements, business coaching, and one of them was with a CPA and a business coach. And so um, the CPA was like, okay, here's a chart of the stuff that you can do in your firm or the stuff that needs to be done or has to be done in your firm. Pick the ones that you will want to keep doing forever in okay. the future. Let's say three years down the road, you are successful. You have a lot of money. You can hire people. Great. Or one year down the road, whatever. Um, what is it that you want to still keep doing yourself? And what are the things that you see yourself delegating? And that really helped me because I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I can absolutely understand that because my uh, whole thing along the way was that I want to, uh, I, I just want to coach. That's it. I don't want to. And now I, I don't mind the interaction on social media, but I don't necessarily want to uh, do the post um, and everything like that. It's more like I would love somebody to to post and then I go in and I do the interaction in the comments. I wouldn't mind that. I don't mind um sharing my story as often as possible. I don't mind that, but I don't necessarily want to do all that other stuff that goes along with it. I'm kind of like, hey, let me even create the stuff and then let the person come to me and 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 let the person decide that um, 
you know, that stuff kind of the lead magnets. I'll even create those, but I don't necessarily want to advertise for that. I would love to pay that out. And I just want to coach. I just want to help you to the other side of uh, to peace and, and, and being at peace with your life decisions. Um, the other stuff just gets hard especially because I, I've never done that part before. So um, it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. And, and so I think that for a great start, at least for me, was like, you already know that you don't like to do social media. So maybe hiring a social media person who would do that consistently. And in your voice, I think it's also important to to do that in your voice. And it takes social media person, maybe a couple of months, month or two to really get your voice. Right. And it's your job to really give them feedback, which is what I found um, on that. So that's a great start. But then also I, what I also did was I hired someone to do like the Toma campaign. Toma campaign is top of mind awareness. So every time I get connected to someone, mm -hmm. um, whether, and you know, I don't give out business cards, but I take business cards and I connect with someone and I give a business card to my um, assistant who then sends the person a little um, quotes book and then a little promo card that I have with my information. And then they are subscribed to a sequence where I send them an email and connect to them and whatever, invite them to, um, to connect with me and to schedule a, maybe a call or something like that. Like all of that now is handled is automated. That's first and foremost, and then hand it off to the assistant because I don't want to get, have anything to do with that. Uh, it has to be automated. <laughs> and I have a few things in place like Zapier like calendar, I have an acuity calendar. Um, I don't have my calendar wide open. I know exactly when I work and like Tuesdays and Thursdays is my time to work with clients. Okay. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I work on my courses, my book, my promo, whatever it is that mm -hmm. I have to do. And mm -hmm. then Fridays, I have a structured week. So um, I connect with people, I record podcasts, I take a day off if I want to. Okay. And so that those are the things that you can set up. And I think that the important part in delegating and hiring others is so that the process is not manual. It's more or less automated. That's, I think, is the key. Okay. Okay. So that's one of the things that I can probably, that was a great tip that you just gave me is to automate it. And especially for those things that I have coming up, like the ebook, I have an ebook written, um, but I have to finalize it. And that's just one of several. And I probably need to set days because right now I'm going through so many things like uh, groups that I'm in and learning how to do funnels and things like that. And maybe I just need to set a day aside where Monday is my funnel day or all things tech day. And then Tuesday and Thursday, they can be ebook because those are things that can just kind of after I'm done they go off on their own and then um, thank you Tatiana that's that's a great idea I look forward awesome. to implementing that awesome <laughs> awesome all right um, Joanna so what else uh, can I be of assistance um, to you well one of the things that um, also I am interested in doing is how do you know when someone, like you mentioned, you hire that person, what do you look for when you're hiring for someone to be your voice or, or to know how to work well with you? So, um, I work, I target in my book and courses and, and coaching, I target moms. Okay. Because I can relate to a mom. 
Mm-hmm. I can relate to the fears. I can relate to the insecurities, to the change in mindset when you have to take care of somebody else. And so I target moms. Um, and because of that, I wanted the social media person to be a mom. Oh, okay. And, and so she, she is. And um, uh, it still takes, I mean, she's not you. So for me, it was important for, for her to, to get to know me. But also this particular person, she's a part of the something called the leverage to scale um, system, which was developed by um, someone I know very closely. And um, it's a system that trains VAs to repurpose content. So I want it to be efficient. I don't want to just pay someone thousands of dollars for social media management. Um, I want them to be efficient. You know, we when we record podcasts like this, um, we she what she does is she analyzes it. She looks at the, she basically creates a blog post out of or an interview or a video that I do on YouTube, creates a blog post, a summary, and then pull quotes from the blog post or and or video that go into um, um, social media like Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is. And so they're all different. They're not necessarily the same uh, across all platforms, but I appear on every platform every day, different times of the day, different platforms, but there is a post from me every day. So that was important. And then, you know, I would go the first month, I would be like, you know, the colors are a little too dark for me. Um, the, let's say now she's posting, actually, we've been working together for a year over a year. So now she's posting stuff like, um, like jokes because I have a dirty sense of humor. That's just the reality of it. And so, uh, mom jokes, um, just jokes, uh, just, just jokes in general. And so now she's doing that, which is really cool because she was like, can you look over and approve? Um, or disapprove some of the posts that I prepared. And I look over and it's like, oh my God, like, ha ha ha. <laughs> it's so funny, you know? Uh-huh. So it will take a little time. It will take a little get to know you. Um, but I think that now, like, she's she can feel what I feel because we're we're targeting moms um, and she or is, is there already. Also, for me, it's like, for us, it's natural. She knows exactly how I feel, how we all feel about, like, our kids getting, you know, hurt or in trouble or anything in between. And so, you know, preparing lunches and stuff like that. So it's really, it's really, um, you need to test and you need to not be afraid to really, um, tell the person, you know, let's tweak this a little bit. Let's, let's make this more me. And so this, the person will learn really quickly. And that's what I definitely, I would love to have my social media manager also have gone through infertility. Um, That's probably a little bit harder to find just because um, even in the sense that everyone's not public about that, but it's something that I could absolutely, you know, maybe she hasn't gone through the medication side, but maybe she's gone through miscarriages or something like that. Something to have put her in the field to understand what it's like to have lost uh, babies, what it's like to be stuck with those needles, what it's like to have the um, have to change your mind around what you're what you expected in your family. That would just be really um, 
really great. So maybe after this podcast, I can specifically, well, maybe not this year, maybe next year, I would like to specifically (laughs) record little snippets and say, hey, is this you? Because um, that would just mean the world to me to be able to hire out social media and for her to already know kind of what we need to discuss on the social media page from what's what motivates her, um, what makes her laugh, what makes her want to participate in the um participate when she's scrolling through the feed. Um, And some things I have hired out for just because I got so much feedback on the Instagram page and um, that some people didn't even know what I was doing or what advertising for. Was I travel? Was I um, uh, motivation, women's rights, all that kind of stuff. And I excuse me, I'm actually getting over bronchitis. I was hoping that didn't happen. (laughs) So um, I, but one of the things that I would like to have is uh, people to be able to come to my page and feel a sense of comfort and welcome and they're understood and they're heard and they're seen and, um, and they're valuable, whatever it is that they're going through. And um, so I went ahead and hired out for that but I did hire someone that did not has not gone through this part of uh, the infertility cycle, which is where it comes back to what you said. I have to add feedback and say, yeah, this isn't appropriate or um, this doesn't really describe me or this doesn't even sound like me. But she's really good at taking my taking my thoughts, putting them in a Google Doc, and then um, I get to weigh in on if that's legitimate or not. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, I've actually, we started about the same way. I think now that you're talking about it, I remember that we started kind of similar. She was just giving me content to approve. Okay. But then I just didn't have the time to do it. So So with the feedback and, you know, in the beginning month, I think we did that for a little bit. And so then she kind of got it. So I think that's a good strategy too. Okay. Okay. I look forward to doing that because I absolutely, like I said, I absolutely want people to come to the page and immediately be okay and like, hey, I'm home and things like that. And I don't want them to think, oh, yay, she's traveling. I mean, that's that's great. That's a great relaxing thing to do. Get your mind off of infertility treatments, but everybody's not traveling um, all day long. And I understand that. And I don't want someone to come and think it's a travel vlog or a travel Instagram page. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, Joanna, as we are wrapping up here, where can people find and connect with you? People can find and connect with me on Instagram at Hannah's House Life Coaching. People can find and connect with me on Facebook. Same handle in uh, Hannah's House Life Coaching. We have a Facebook group for uh, women who are going through the infertility or wrapping up the medical part of the infertility journey. Um, and of course, Hannah's House Life Coaching.com is the website where you can book an appointment if you would like to talk with me about all those emotions that are a part of infertility treatments and um, the shame that comes along with it, the the frustration, the anger, jealousy, all those negative emotions. Um, I will be releasing an ebook 
right now we have a journal. It's a seven day journal. It's free. And um, to walk you through just a week of kind of refocusing because getting to the other side of infertility definitely requires a radical mind shift. Um, we can't focus on it solely. There is a gentleman who um, I deeply admire, very intelligent man, young man, um, maybe in his 30s, has been diagnosed with ALS. His name is Matt Basford. And Matt has uh, posted on social media that one of the things that he learned through this process is um, facing a terminal illness, especially at such a young age, is that he doesn't focus on what's going on with him because that makes him more anxious and makes him sad. What he does is he focuses on others. And so I wanted to incorporate that into a journal where we focus on something other than the infertility. And the ebook focuses on something other than infertility, other things that are going on, getting your mind on a walk through the park or your neighbor who might need a meal and things like that. So I'm hoping it's uplifting. I plan for it to be uplifting and um, helping other people on this journey. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the work that you do. And thanks so much for being a great guest on the show. Thank you, Tatiana. This was very, uh, this is my first podcast and this was <laughs> super relaxing. So I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay.